are here to the Real Kathy Lee. I don't know what episode it is. I knew I would stop counting, and I have. We are actually gearing up for Mother's Day here. Wanted to record something special for that weekend just to really celebrate you and make sure this podcast is what you want, what you need. And before we get started, I want to thank, it happens to be my own business, but my business partner is so willing to sponsor our program, and I am loving that. Thankful for Leslie and the Homegrown Preschooler. And just want to let you know a little bit about that if you are an unfamiliar man. Go read the new blog post that just came out from Farmhouse Schoolhouse about our curriculum a year playing skillfully. But it is something. It brought me to tears. And if you're unfamiliar with us, with the Homegrown Preschooler, go check us out now. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram as the Homegrown Preschooler. If you are listening and you want to place an order, you get a 10% discount. Just put in the discount code, the real Kathy Lee, and you will get that 10% off. So thankful for the homegrown preschooler. Now let's get to this topic. This was well, not even a topic, it's lots of topics, because what I did is I put out there and said, hey, if you have a question that you want me to answer, again, I don't know it all. In fact, I know so little. The older I get, the more I realize what I don't know. But I put it out there, hey, if you have some questions, send them in and we'll talk about them. And I thought, oh, who do I need to have with me? You know, I do love to have someone chatting with me. I'm such a chatty Kathy, ha-ha, if you're old enough to know what that is. Anyway, so I um, called my buddy Ashley, Ashley, and um, said, Ashley, come back on. Everybody talked about Ashley for my first episode where she got to interview me and Again, she probably knows all the details about me. She knows the real, real Kathy Lee. So, Ashley, welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me back, Kathy. <laughs> I love that you're here. Okay, so, Ashley, we had a lot of mamas um, you know, send us questions. We're not going to be able to get to them all just because of time. We're going to try and keep this to a reasonable podcast link. But let's go over a few. So you just start. We've not really discussed these. I just kind of sent them all to Ashley and said, okay, let's pick some and go. So I thought that would be the best way to do this. So I'm going to turn it over to you, and you're going to just start asking questions, and we're going to just talk about it for a few minutes. You good with that? I am. There really were some really great questions. A lot of your listeners have some really great questions. I'm excited to hear about, hear some of these answers to this to find out, um, what you think and how how you would answer these. So to start, we had a question from Jordan. She'd love to hear your perspective on discipline for toddler or preschool children that is godly but also developmentally appropriate. Oh, that's such think? a great great question. Hey, let me just tell you, you're going to laugh at this, Ashley, before we get started, but I am sitting in my car outside of physical therapy. I've got a daughter in physical therapy right now. I could not work in my schedule any other time. This is travel season. This is end of the school stuff. So I am slammed for time. So there's no sitting quietly in my studio to record this. I am sitting in my car watching patients go in and out. And so if the noise sounds weird, that's what it is. Imagine me sitting outside physical therapy in my car with my laptop, laptop, my phone, making this recording so pretty um, what enough. i think is going to make this recording great is when your kids come barreling into the car and they get to hear them all at once <laughs> <laughs> well the good news is it's only the 17 year old daughter but she's oh, noisy okay. enough for 10 so we'll see <laughs> let's get going okay so great okay, question so, so perspective on discipline 
Yeah, you know, I think this is one that there's lots of controversy on in the whole Christian community about, you know, what's best for young children, you know, in those early ages. And I am going to say this probably every time you hear me speak. It needs to be lighthearted. I think the problem comes is that we as the adults, we have such heavy expectations. We've been told if they don't obey the first time, we are ruining them forever. First-time obedience is the only way to grow a godly child into a godly adult. And that is just not true. What is true is that we want children who understand that their actions impact others. Their words impact others. Their decisions impact others. If we can get them to in, get that on the inside, the deepest part of their soul, they will grow up to be men and women who are empathetic, who do follow the rules, who do obey. And, and you know what? Let's be honest. We want kids to follow all the rules. Maybe you do. I know that the great leaders, the great um, world changers are people who are willing to think outside the box. And sometimes, again, now I'm not talking hear me on this i'm not saying go out and break the rules but you know sometimes willing to think outside the box so for me for example if i have a child who comes in and it's time to get dressed for the day and they're pitching a fit because we've laid out the cutest and we're in the south so i'm going to say smocked dress for a three-year-old little girl we've pulled out this precious dress we've got the bow to match we know she's going to look fabulous well she wants to go to the store in her tutu and her cowboy boots. <laughs> now, this is a time where you can say, Mommy has picked out the dress and the boat, and that's what we're going to wear. And what's going to happen is you're going to have a meltdown. Or you can say, okay, before you even lay out the smock dress, ask yourself, is this something worth dying on? Is this that important what your daughter wears? For me, I love letting my kids pick out their own clothes because it is when they are starting to identify who they are. Um, they're starting to identify their style, which is hilarious. But you know me, if you ever have seen me in person, you know I love some style. And so I think it's important to give children these opportunities to grow into themselves. And this is the way they get to make a choice. They feel empowered. And, again, we've got to teach them good choices at a young age, and so this is a place they can make a choice. This is real, really a choice. Often we say, you can come with me, or I'll take your hand and make you come with me. Well, that's not a real choice. Um, a real choice is, hey, pick out what you want. You know, if you feel like you need to narrow it down to five things for them, narrow it down. But wear what you want. That's a real choice, and that's empowering. So that's what I would do. Um, also, instead, um, in those early, early years, toddlers, redirection is your best friend just redirect them it doesn't have to be filled with a bunch of no mama said this it can simply be wow i see you're jumping on the bed and maybe in your house you don't jump on the bed in our house i jump on the bed with them but that's your house so if your house is we don't jump on the bed then you might say oh you're jumping on the bed and because you know that young toddlers need to build their gross motor skills you take them outside and go let's go jump like a frog outside or let's go climb on the playground equipment, or let's go to the park. What they're telling you, behavior is communication, okay? Think of it that way. When your child is behaving, whether it's positive or what you would deem negative, they are communicating something. So by jumping on the bed or by jumping on the furniture, 
they're telling you, hey, my body's needing to jump. So give them a place to jump freely and to climb freely and work those muscles. Is all that making sense, Ash? Yes, that makes perfect sense. That's, that is a great key piece to remember, particularly when I get frustrated when balls are being thrown in the house or we're doing something we're not. It means that they need to do something else. They need to do something else. And, again, that's great. If they are throwing things everywhere and they are not, um, like say you have a sensory activity and it's going all over the place, a couple things happening. They're bored with the activity or their brain is overloaded because they've not had that type of sensory stimulation enough. And so often they need more sensory stimulation so that their brain will just calm down and accept that this is normal. Children need a lot of sensory experiences, hands in the mud, hands in the water, stomping in the puddles, moving their body, um, being outside where there are lots of noises. They need a lot of that in those early years to build the brain, and so we need to give them a lot of that. But often today we restrict that, so when they get it, they kind of go overload. Okay. All right, next question. Okay. I could talk about that one all day. That could be a whole podcast. Yeah, I think that that maybe needs to be a whole podcast because that's a good one. And I know personally you have some great advice on how to not necessarily manage behavior but recognize why your child is behaving a certain way instead of getting frustrated with the actual behavior, seeing what's behind it. So I would definitely say I'd tune into that. I mean, I tune into all of them, but, I mean, for sure that one. Um, Okay, so I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask a question, and then I'm going to have a couple follow-up questions for it. This one okay. um, is Natalie, and she would like to know how to make the homeschooling decision, period. And then once you make that homeschooling decision, how do you connect with other homeschoolers when you have littles? Okay. So that's a great question. And again, different homeschoolers are going to give you different answers. But I will never, ever stand on a stage or tell you now or tell you privately that you must homeschool. Okay, number one, I do not believe homeschooling is for every family, for every child. I do believe that you have to look at your family as a whole. Are you set up where this type of environment works for you? Will your children respond to you? I know I talked to a mom the other day who had an adopted child with reactive attachment. She was feeling a lot of guilt that that child went to school. But she said, honestly, she needed um, to separate the role of mother for attaching purposes and teacher. And that makes total sense if you've done study on reactive attachment. But any of our children in any year might need different things. The one thing I will say is don't make a long-term commitment. I know that sounds crazy because we usually encourage long-term commitment. But when um, I remember when I first started homeschooling, I was like, I'm doing this forever. I'm going to be their only teacher. I am the superwoman. And quickly I realized that, um, no, I need some help. Um, There are years where we we were involved in hybrids. There were years we stayed home depending on what was happening in our life. We have continued to homeschool, although one of my children came into our home from Guatemala as an adult, basically, and he needed to go to school, um, so he went to a private school. So we have done different things ourselves. Ask It doesn't define you. Okay, Where your kids are educated doesn't define you. What defines you is what kind of parent you are day to day. 
that's what defines you is, you know, how you're pouring into your children as a mom, as a dad, who happens to teach them maybe or happens to not. So I would say that. So ask yourself some questions. Um, like I said, is our family ready for this? Do our children respond to this well? What are our motives? What do you want for your children? Why would you consider homeschooling? Um, for me, it was to help them become who they were already meant to be. I felt I could, I could navigate that better than um, a public school system or even a private school system. So that was my main motivation for doing it. Take it year by year. That with curriculum, take it year by year. With hybrids, take it in a hybrid if you're unfamiliar with that term. That's just a two or three day a week program that your children go in for support or for teaching. That's the hybrid. Again, year by year. Don't make anything longer than that. And reassess. Get alone to pray. Get alone to prioritize and then do some planning. I think that that's, that's great. Um, I do think that you said one really good thing. Is, well, you said a number of good things. But one great thing is, is that um, you said don't don't do it for yourself. Like don't do this because you feel like um, I'm better if I'm homeschooling. You have to do it for your children. Yeah, because really you are giving up a lot. And even if you do it, um, you've got to make sure not to lose yourself in it. I say that all the time in my talks that um, what we are finding is that moms are getting swallowed up, homeschool moms especially, are getting swallowed up. Their their entire identity is being wrapped up in this world, and they're losing themselves. And so I would beg you, if you're a new mom thinking of homeschooling, hold on to who you were before you were a wife, a mother, and then now adding homeschooler. If you painted, continue to paint. If you play tennis, continue to play tennis. Keep that part of yourself, and that will help you be a better wife, mother, homeschooler. Oh, that's great. Well, that actually kind of leads perfectly in to the next question from Felicia, she'd love some advice on how to manage time. She says, I feel like I do a, ter I'm, do a terrible job at this. I would love to incorporate more one-on-one -on -one time with each of my boys for schoolwork and also just for fun as well as date night and time to myself occasionally. Um, so I have a couple of follow-up questions. One, how important at the little age is that intense one-on-one -on -one time? Is it is it something that we really need to um, really go for, or is um, presence and you being there with the other siblings enough? I think it's a combination. I do think okay. nothing replaces one-on-one -on -one time. I do think knowing your children makes a difference. It's funny. My kids are now older, so we can have conversations about love languages, and they were so cute trying to identify what their love languages are. Henry, he and I went out on a date Monday. The rest of the children had exams at their hybrid, and Henry was finished. So, and he, I, he wanted a date, a date. And mom, can we have a date? Absolutely, buddy. So, and on our date, and Henry's eleven now. He opened my door for my our date. We went and had lunch, and he just kept saying, "I love spending time with you. I think this is my love language. Quality time is it. I just love being on a date with you." And so we know it is important. It is valuable. However, if your child's love language is words of affirmation, no amount of time with them is going to be the ultimate. What's the ultimate are those day-to-day, -day, wow, I noticed you worked hard in school today. Oh, my goodness, the kitchen looks amazing. You were so detailed in scrubbing those pans. Thank you so much for carrying the groceries for mom. Those words of affirmation. So the number one thing I would say in managing time, know yourself. 
know what how you work best. Um, and I do think I'm listening to a lot of podcasts right now myself on time management just because I have so much going on with so many children and traveling and the kind of schedule and trying to write some new books. And they say the same things. Think out of the box. You might need to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and work for an hour and go back to sleep. Sounds ridiculous, but if you work best at 3 o'clock in the morning, do that. If you're a late-night person, you tuck everybody to bed, and you might need to spend some time with your spouse if you are married and then work for a couple of hours on planning or whatever it is you need to get accomplished for the next day, menu planning, that kind of stuff. Just make it work for you. Know you. If you don't know how you work best, then that's going to be a problem. So first of all, figure that out and work your schedule. The next is consistency. Be consistent. Um, taking care of yourself, I cannot say that enough. I know for me that when I let go of my workout schedule, when I let go of my diet, um, just my eating plan, then I get a sluggish all the way around. I want to sleep in more. I'm more edgy with my children. So really, it is that mentality of put the oxygen mask on yourself first. So that means Get up and get a workout in. Get a quiet time in. Um, eat, choose good things. 80-20. I mean, I'm not, you don't have to do it 100%, but 80-20. Choose a great um, eating plan. You will feel better. That oxygen mask, you will get that energy, and then you'll be able to pour out to your children. So know yourself. Then pick a plan that works for you and stick to it. And I do believe wholeheartedly one-on-one time. My kids laugh that when I run them around, like right now I have um, my daughter Grace that's in physical therapy, and she'll be coming out and busting into the car in just a minute, we will we'll have time to talk. We talk on the way. So when any time I have them in the car and they laugh, they call it lectures with mom in the car, any time they get in the car with me their entire life, I know they are a captive audience. They aren't on their phones. They are, we are engaging in conversation. And it might be small times, but it is, they are powerful times, times they will always remember. So you have to be intentional about being with them. How's that? That was a really, that was a great answer. Great answer. Bravo. <laughs> that was a long answer. Again, Bravo. another whole podcast. I think most of these questions could be a whole podcast. We haven't gotten through very many. We probably only yes. have time for one, maybe two more. Yes. Um, okay, so this is kind of going back to um, homeschooling. Thoughts on, we had them from Amanda and um, a couple other people about what to do What's the homeschooling decision beyond preschool? How do you make that decision? What What are the options out there? Okay, so that's a great question. Again, I know I keep putting the work back on the parents instead of giving answers, but it really is such a personal thing. Again, the beautiful thing about homeschooling is every family is different, and my family is not going to look like your family. My homeschooling is not going to look like your homeschooling. So. The thing you need to do is your children, even in those early years, watch them, notice them. What are they interested in? How do they learn? Like, do they like to be read to? Do they like to try and read themselves? Um, do they learn? Are they active learners? Like, are they getting up, moving around? Or when you put together, um, you know, put Legos or blocks before them, are they quick to jump into that? Notice how they learn. And if you are not familiar with learning styles, read up on learning styles. And then notice what they're interested in. We all learn best when we are interested in the topic. I mean, it's just fact. I mean, if, if I said to you, Ashley, we are going to study color palettes for furniture. 
you would be all in because you are such a designer. Let, um, Ashley, we're going to study, you know, makeup and, you know, what color looks best. You'd be all, you probably already know all of it because it is something you're so into, you know so much about it. True? Uh, true. And thank you. Design. Yeah. So it, it's that with everyone. We find what our kids are interested in. We teach around that. If you have outdoors kids, you want to look for something that's an outdoor program, like Giles Frontier is a great curriculum for very active, hands-on boys. Um, if you're a classical educator, I mean, totally look at Charlotte Mason, which is a lovely early nature study, living books, Tapestry of Grace. Um, all these beautiful classical approaches. Montessori is a nice hands-on approach that can go on up um, past the preschool years. Notice your child. Notice how they learn best and try and find a curriculum. And, again, it might not be one curriculum. We've been very eclectic. We've had one child in one certain math, another child in a different math. Find out what works best for them. To me, it's an ongoing process of um, – knowing your children and meeting their needs. Again, you're creating a boutique education. So think boutique, very specialty, specialized. You get to do that in the homeschool world. That's the beauty of this. So don't try and recreate a public school setting because you're not in that. That's why you're doing this because you don't have to create that. You get to really create something for each child in your home. And, again, if you decide this year you can't homeschool, life has taken over, you've had a big life event, something's happened, don't. It is not defining you. And and some children do better outside the home, truly. I know that's hard to believe. I can't believe a long-term homeschooler saying this, but I do believe it's true. Every child, every family is different. Trust your instinct for your family. Good answer. Okay, so I have one more for you. All right, last one. Yeah, this question came in to you from Ashley. Um, <laughs> I know her. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what are your plans for Mother's Day? Let's give them a little sneak peek about who Kathy Lee is <laughs> and what all these oh things they're going to be doing for Mother's Day for you. Oh, well, I am so fortunate that um, we have reservations at a lovely restaurant here in Atlanta, so I get to be spoiled on Mother's Day with my sweet blessings. And um, Oh, no dishes. That's what I just heard. You don't No dishes, do no no cooking. It is all going to be prepared and cleaned for me. Uh, be oh. an opportunity for my children to, you know, practice their etiquette skills. Some are better at it than others. And so that will, <laughs> is always hilarious. Unfortunately, my older kids are all over the place, will not be there, but my son from Vermont comes home the very next day, so that's going to be a belated Mother's Day present. Other than that, I I do the same thing on Mother's Day. It's hilarious what I do. It is the most boring thing, thing, but I love to just chill. I love to take the day, and other than going out to eat and going to church, there's nothing. I will do nothing. I I mean, maybe go for a walk if I want to walk the dog. Other than that, I might go climb in the bed and take a nap. I might go watch a Lifetime movie. I don't know what I'm going to do. But I will just chill. So I don't know what everyone else does, but it is my day to go, hallelujah. I have nothing that I must do. And my kids are so great about pampering their mama on Mother's Day. I love it. That is That sounds like a wonderful day. And this is going to be your first Mother's Day as a grandmother, too. Oh, my goodness, you've got to mention that. Yes, can you believe it? I've got 
those grandbabies. I can't even believe it. They're going to be one soon, and they are walking and talking, and they still have yet to name me. So I'm over the moon thinking about this name that I will have forever. They get to determine my grandmother name for all other grandchildren to be born. (laughs) So bless them. I just love it. Kathy, I really want to say thank you for all of your advice and your the time that you take to point us in the right direction and give us good, solid, sound advice on how um, to raise our children and not lose ourselves in the process of it. Oh, thanks, Ashley. I love watching you as a mom that's a little bit behind me in the process and celebrating this first with your kids has been fun. And, and I do want to just say to all the moms out there, you've got the toughest job. Please don't lose yourself on this journey. You are worthy of love and belonging. You are worthy of chasing your dreams. You are worthy of um, loving your kids to dream themselves. Um, Believe that they can do anything they want, and I want them to see that in you because they see their mom going after their dreams. They believe they, too, can do it, and that's the best example they can have. So love to all of you guys. Hope you have a phenomenal Mother's Day, and celebrate, celebrate, do nothing, do everything, do exactly what you want to do on this special day. So thanks, Ashley. Thanks so much for listening to The Real Kathy Lee.